Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I am your host. Uh, it's Wednesday night, so we're doing a What's on Your Mind. Um, Bruno, finally, somebody uh, saw him on a milk carton, called us, told us where we could go and pick him up from the corner he was standing on or whatever. So how you doing, buddy? <laughs> good. I'm doing good, man. Uh, all right, so let's get this uh, knocked out. Um uh, Detail Solutions podcast, all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we will start putting more stuff on YouTube so you guys can see these Zoom meetings if you want to watch them versus listening to them. Uh, the Detail Solutions podcast discussion group on Facebook. It's where you guys can go leave some feedback for us, uh, leave us some um, uh, suggestions uh for topics which is where we got tonight's topic from um was from the discussion group took us a little bit to get to it but hey you know sometimes we've already got a bunch of stuff in the works so we got to get to first but we're trying to get to all of you know everything um what else we got uh sdc coming up here in uh like two and a half weeks or so i think june 3rd june 4th 5th um, in Lexington, Kentucky, if you guys are planning on going to that, um, you can uh, purchase your tickets on the Southern Details Conference uh, website and use the code Alex15. You'll save 15% on uh, your tickets for either the expo, the education, or the, um, the awards dinner, um, depending on which one you want to buy. Um, also, that weekend, um, we have Gloucester University going on in Wisconsin, um, June 4th and 5th as well. Uh, and that's where you can see some, uh, some big names like Jason Kilmer, David Patterson, Jason Otterness, uh, Dylan Von Kleist, uh, myself. You can see a couple of little name people kind of like Aaron Knox, you know, nobody's like him. Uh, so, you know, I think David said there's still a couple of seats available if you're still thinking about that. Uh, you want to come out and have a good time, do it. Um, let's see. Anything else? Detailed image. Detailed image. If anybody uses detailed image, we have uh, we have the code. Um, ah, crap. I just blanked on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Man, this is uh, you know being prepared at its finest, people. Dude, you need a uh, you need a whiteboard in front of your face with this shit written down. That way you can just look at it and spew it off. Because right now you're starting to sound like Joe Biden. I know it's detail. <laughs> it's detail solutions ten. Um, the problem is, is everybody wants to use a different code every time, and I just need to start telling people use the same code, make it easy for me. Tell um, them DSP 10, 15, yeah, 20. Yeah, I know. I know. So anyways, detailed image. Um, if you uh, buy stuff from detailed image, it's detail solutions 10 and you will save 10% off. Um, all right. So this is number two for me today. Um, uh, although num- the first podcast that I did earlier will not be out until June. Um, but uh, Hey, uh, that's what we do. Right. So uh we have uh, Wyatt uh, with Yellowstone. Wyatt, were you the one that actually made the suggestion for this topic? I, I think other people um, kind of brought up the topic, but then I just hopped on there because I'm okay. doing a, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we're going to get Mel. Yeah, Mel, rock and roll. Yeah, we're going to do some metal polishing with uh, Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know shit about fuck <laughs> or metal polishing. So I'm gonna like three whips right I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna pull a Jason, and I'm just gonna sit back and giggle as these two gentlemen talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but Wyatt, before before we jump into it, man, ju- uh, you know, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, you know, what type of uh, detailing you do, um, and uh, you know, kind of almost look like the Incredible Hulk there. Yeah, if nobody if nobody can see what we see right now. Like this dude's face, he's wearing blackface right now. Legit. Yeah. It almost looks a little good. It's amazing. In the, in the, ang- the crazy the, thing the is, is I wear a respirator all day too, like whenever I'm polishing, but then it's still like you get black on your hands, you sweat, then you touch your face, and it it just you just get black. It, <laughs> it don't matter. 
full face respirator, it does not matter. But yeah, my name is Y Robinson. Uh, live in Billings, uh, Montana, and uh, I started Yellowstone detailing last year. Um, four years before that, it was just kind of out of my garage part time. Um, but I was selling cars at the same time, um, full time selling cars, and then just detailed um, regular cars and trucks. Last year, I was just doing regular cars and trucks, uh, you know, regular detail shop stuff, um, paint corrections, stuff like that. And then the Peterbilt dealership actually had reached out to me. And at first, they asked just to do interior detailing because uh, it's hard to find people um, to staff and they're, they couldn't keep good staff. And so they were basically just trying to sub out all their semis to other detail shops, just sending them to get um, interiors, interior detailing and washing. And then I had the bright idea to pick up a buffer and start polishing metal. And uh, they, Billings uh, Peterbilt actually bought me my first buffer, um, credit to them. They invested in my first buffer um, and they told me if I got good at it, I would have more work than I knew what to do with. And uh, I just have been practicing. And even though it's it's dirty and it's hard, it, you do find uh, enjoyment. Just like detailing an interior, dirty interior, that transformation that you see, uh, it's addicting. And uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. So you just pretty much answered a question I was going to ask in the beginning anyways, how you got started. Uh, metal polishing so thank you for answering that without even me asking that's awesome but one of my yeah. questions like so far viewers and listeners that are going to be listening to this later on uh we're obviously doing our uh topic on metal polishing and how it could benefit you as a detailer and a business and everything like that and we yep. picked Wyatt because I, I think somebody said that we should have you on here and, and I looked at your work and everything and it seems like you know what you're fucking doing so <laughs> but I wanted to know like when you started doing this was it did you find it easy for you to like pick up? Not at all. That was the thing. <laughs> I've only been doing it for one year. That's the thing. And I, uh, I have set expectations. I learned uh, just doing dealership trucks. But most of the time you think dealerships, you're not making any money. Um, this dealership has been the first to be, to be like, are you making enough money on this? Because we want to keep you in business. We want to keep you rolling. Um, and they have helped me out because they know at the time I didn't know anything about market pricing for metal polishing, any of that. They were the ones that have, uh, showed me like, these are what guys are paying in Colorado. These are what guys are paying in Washington, uh, to kind of help me out, set my pricing. So I, I am profitable, you know, cause we have an idea of what we want to make hourly and everything, but there's also a market, you know, you don't want to be charging undercutting yourself um if the guy right next to you you know you you know what i'm saying just yeah. like mm -hmm. and uh so whenever i started it was really really hard it was really hard and it did not look good overnight and there is a lot of times where i had to eat the hourly just because i was learning you know and it's not like it's not like paint where you can like kind of make it look good like unless you don't get the prep really good and do the sanding good and the cut and the polish, the, the result will not look good, like acceptable. So right. it, it takes a while to learn how much sanding is needed. Sanding is the toughest part of the whole thing. But um, as far as uh, adding it to a regular detailing, like if you weren't just going to do, you know, the big rigs, like I'm doing and focusing on rigs, <clears throat> The guys with American Force, uh, any forged wheels, American Force, the fuel forged, all the forged aluminum wheels, a lot of those people are with the 24s, the big lifted trucks. A lot of those guys are not even willing to polish their own wheels. They have so much money invested in those wheels that they don't want to mess them up. So um, even if you're doing regular cars and trucks, if you learn to um, metal polish, you could just do those forged aluminum wheels and uh there's quite a bit of money in doing that too our next sponsor is hands down one of my favorite polishing systems the easy to use combo for one and two step polishing 
makes it extremely versatile and capable of perfect results every time, and it's definitely my go-to. The polish systems perform amazing, but what I like most is minimal dusting and a balanced product, and it's Paint Assassins approved. So check out abertcarcare.com to find out more about their amazing polishes as well as some of their new items. Again, obertcarcare.com. Yeah, so, I talked to I talked to a guy here um, locally. Um, a buddy of mine put me in contact with because I've got a client that has some American forged um, aluminum wheels that are you know now two years old, so they're starting to get yeah. a little cloudy. And yep. you know, my client's like, "Hey, you know, do you do them?" And I was like, "Nope, nope, don't yeah. want to touch them. Not trying to get into it. I mean, mm -hmm. like." You know, if I had steady clientele, it would be something that I would learn into. But like, he's probably the only client <laughs> that I have. Yeah. Um, and again, because he's got a big jacked up high country 2500. So yeah. I was talking to um, a kid who who has a detail shop um, kind of locally, but, you know, a little little bit of a distance from me um, who does that. And I mean, he's getting you know, pretty, pretty decent money, I think of for yeah. doing a set of wheels. And, and he said, really, he's only polishing out the front wheels, I guess, because they get the heaviest. And then he says he'll do like an acid scrub on the rear wheels and then just kind of do, um, I guess like a light polish on the rear wheels. It's the, the front wheels is, I guess, where he's doing like more of the heavier cut type stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he said he's getting roughly around 300 a set of wheels just to do the faces. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, uh, those those uh, forged aluminum wheels are really easy to learn on if uh, um, they're not super bad oxidized and to yeah. the point where they really need a lot of sanding. You could take a foam pad, uh, you know, like a, just a light cut foam pad and um you could take some light metal polish and you could do it that way and use like your three inch like a g8 mini yeah. and go over it at a real slow speed and then just buff it off with your hand uh you know and they they actually look really good doing it that way so you, you you're pretty much self-taught and yeah absolutely that's pretty awesome man yeah um so do you do you think they this skill is something that needs to have some type of training in the detailing industry. Like somebody step up and be like, Hey, if you want to add this to your service, this is a training you can come to. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to go to a training, but it, it would definitely be uh, helpful to have to reach out to someone that's done it to at least get some good guidelines so that you can do it safe because working with these buffers at 3,500 RPMs, it's not like, a regular paint buffer how you like i've got my fingers and uh yeah it's not fun it it takes off your skin if you if you get hit yeah. it go right through the skin um so to have someone to kind of like uh at least tell you how to do it safely that'd be good but um training would be good too i just don't think there really is any yeah, yeah i don't think there is any either to be honest I know that maybe outside like that. of the realm of detailing, but not like in the, the detailing industry. Yeah. How, yeah. Learning, learning yourself, like how did, was it just trial and error or are you a, a certified YouTube? Uh, no, I, uh, I have been extremely lucky that, uh, you know, Facebook is super awesome uh, that I met the owner of sick rigs and it's a product company. I met the owner of sick rigs. He's like, uh, here's the products that you need. Here's the buffing wheels that you need. Here's the safety flanges. Here's everything that you need and to shine a truck, to put a shine on something. And then I've also had uh, a gentleman named Marcus Vanderplug and uh, a woman actually in New York, Perry Soper. Um, and these two people have, uh, three people, I guess, have really messaged me on Facebook, uh, video uh, chat. They've it's like been a training, but not, we've never even met personally, but they have invested so much time into helping me um, get to the level because they see that I'm committed. I'm young. I'm ambitious. I want to do it and I'm doing it every day. It's not just, Oh, I want to polish metal. I want to get into rigs. 
it's like I found my door and every single day I'm polishing and I've been working hard to get to where I'm at. And now I have people coming from out of state um, just to get their truck polished, uh, you know, and uh, and I'm getting invited to go out of state to go to like truck shows and, um, you know, to be a part of some really big stuff just because I've like committed myself. I could be busy doing cars and trucks, but I love doing the rigs. So I've committed everything into doing the rigs. And uh, at first I was scared. I was like, is it going to pay off? Like, I'm so busy with cars and trucks. Like, what is going to happen? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, they're big tickets, of course. It's like five regular car details, every truck, six regular. But still, you know, um, I was like, am I going to have the clientele? Like you said, um, am I going to have the clientele to really keep this thing going? And luckily I have the two dealerships. Now I have Billings Peterbilt and I have uh, their friends with the people that own a used truck dealership and they send me work and they are willing to pay the top rate. Like they don't care, even though they're willing to, they're selling the trucks. Uh, there's so much profit in these semis. It's not like, yeah. it's not like a regular car, and, uh, you know, so they're willing to pay top polishing prices and to get it a good shine on it nice that's so dope yeah yeah what's the um what's the biggest job like that yeah you've, that you've ever done i mean because i know i know the rigs have you know the the, the chrome or the the polished wheels some some yep. of them have the polished gas tanks and the stacks things like that but i mean have you ever done anything like an airstream or no like a a big old gas tanker or something like that (laughs) no so that's the one thing and i have uh you know before that's why i was like this would be great for me to be on this still because i have been you know been so busy with these rigs and guys have reached out to me been asking me like hey can i get into this and i said i do them the same thing that that started me i'm like you need to message colby kaliva buy his starter kit with sick rigs when you buy the right products, then message me and I can help you. And then the first thing they want to do is they see a cattle pot, like a huge trailer, or they see an airstream and they're yeah. like, how about this? And I'm like, no, 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 Bob. <laughs> I'm like, get good at a wheel or a tank first. And then when you are like, like I said, I've only been doing this a year. So uh, that's, you could get way in deep, you know, yeah. like way over your head. And so, like that kind of job, I would, of course, probably refer to someone that has more experience. And maybe at some point I wouldn't turn down that kind of work. But at this point, um, all that kind of stuff, I'm just not ready for. I'm just focusing on what I'm good at, the um, rims, the tanks and all that stuff. And uh, there's so much work in the rigs. That's the thing you could really focus on anything that you wanted you could go polish pontoon boats and you could be as busy as you wanted to be you could polish rigs and be as busy as you wanted to be um you could go polish just airstreams and be stacked um if you're in the right market how long does it usually take you to do a rig two days wow i wouldn't have thought that take me seven days bro (laughs) take take me me seven seven days. days yeah and then I, uh, and now I got the right process down. I just know where I want to go. Like I want to take it down to this grit and I have a standard procedure and, uh, yeah, to do all the outside two days. And, uh, it used to take me like literally five or five day work week. So, um, I've been getting more efficient for sure. That's awesome. It would take me zero days. Cause I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so Pass, yeah. thank you. I have had other local detailers like uh be like, I want to get into this. And I've had other people like, I want to get into this. I'm like, you want to sand? Perfect. Come over to my shop, hand him a sander, teach him how to sand, teach him how to buff a little bit. Two days, and they're like, Okay, you can have all the mess. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, dude, screw this. Yeah, it wouldn't have even taken me two days, like <laughs> It, it looks like this is like made for like you know a special kind of person yeah luke i am your father uh hey guys caught me playing a little tommy boy with my new viper industrial fan 
Listen, you probably saw the Facebook Live we did a couple of weeks ago. This thing blows out super cold air. You would not be disappointed. So head on over to viperindustrial.com and pick yours up today, or maybe even a chair. And don't forget to use the code DSP25 to save an additional $25 off of the deals that they're running. So one of my questions was, like, do you feel that details are missing out on on this service? And I think it would be more of a toss-up. You got the people who, like, really love it and want to do it, and then you got the people who try it, and it's like, nah, this is, I ain't going to do this. I'll just give all the work to you, just like you said. So, yeah. I mean, I guess. What do you think? think? Do you think it's it's worth it? I think it's kind of like a niche, you know, yeah. type of yeah. type of deal. It's you know, you, you yeah. and yeah, it's definitely a niche market. Um, yeah. I would say for like detailing, uh, if you're gonna be strictly detailing, and uh, like uh, have just an auto detailing shop, the only thing that would be beneficial about metal polishing would be the forged aluminum wheels. It would mm-hmm. also be beneficial for. Uh, you know, uh, some of the stainless, some of the chrome um, on some of these vehicles, some of the wheels. If you knew how to polish, uh, metal polish, you could do like curb um, curb rash uh, removal okay. yeah. and stuff like that. You could re-sand and polish out wheels like that and take out curb rash. Um, and it, it definitely seems like, you know, again, kind of, you know, what I said with it being niche is is it has to be, or you have to be in it like kind of like what you're doing where you're just focusing on, you know, the big rigs or trailers, airstreams, you know, what have you, or like the, the kid that I talked to um, the other day, um, Derek, I'll give him a little shout out. Um, You know, he mainly like, he has a detailing business, but majority of his clientele are those, lifted trucks with the with the forged wheels on it you know that so he's doing those um <clears throat> whereas you know somebody like me i don't really have that clientele or do those so it's not really worth it for me to learn it just for maybe the one-off you know that i would get a year yeah right. or if those people like if you're working on pontoon boats and you're already doing the interior you're already ceramic coating everything um and that would be the easiest thing to learn on honestly would be pontoons um and you could make uh easily a hundred dollars a foot uh wow extra on top of what you're already doing um if you're getting a mirror finish that's the thing you got to make the quality of work match what you're uh charging but yeah yeah that's pretty much jason you got a pontoon boat don't you yeah i do did you, did you, did you <laughs> no. polish it? No, I painted them. <laughs> you painted them? Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> I just painted them. Dude, they look so shitty, and I was like, nah, dude, just paint it. Nice. I mean, I was, look, I literally thought about polishing the pontoons, right? And this is, like, before you even figured out, like, there's an actual art to it yeah. right you yeah, know the whole sanding and you have yeah. different wheels and all that shit and i'm yeah, like yeah, you oh, just i'm, yeah, you, I'm yeah, gonna you take thought, my root pads right, and right. go to town with a microfiber pad <laughs> yeah you thought you were gonna throw an hdo on there I did. some some of burke <laughs> go to town yeah and then i found out that nah dude that's not how you do this bro and they showed me and i was like not today not today yeah did not you give today. them we're did you give it one? did you give them one of those paint jobs like i did on the side of that truck <laughs> No, this one was actually pretty good. It was ray gun and everything. You know, oh, okay. we, we we made it look good. It redneck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, man. That thing's that honestly, that thing's pretty intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. Now let me why let me ask you this. Like, is are there different cutting wheels or polishing wheels? Kind of like, you know, obviously with you know the DAs and the and the rotary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um Okay, so you so you have like ones that'll do cut, ones ones that polish out, ones that fine down or yeah. something. Or, okay. So the uh, blue is your heavy cut. Yeah, um, that's that's your Lake polish. Country HDO. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lake Country HDO blue. Right. Um, this is a sick rig wheel. They call this the blue bastard. And then <laughs> this is the medium cut. Yeah, you got your Obert um, polish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this polish. is your untreated white soft finishing wheel just to finish it up 
and then the Rupes fine. Yeah, see, you just gotta, yeah. you gotta put it in. You gotta put it in terms that I could. <laughs> but understand. then these are your compounds, <laughs> so you run the bar. Oh, geez. Yeah, see, when I learned that, I was like, oh god, dude, I don't want to put my hand near that wheel. Yeah, see, that's crazy yes, because every single time. So yeah. the wheel spins at thirty five hundred, and then you lightly brush the rouge against the uh, against the edge of it and get you know get rouge all across the the edge yeah. how do you clean do you clean those or yeah so there's a rake um there's a rake and you like rake it out you'll see that there's aluminum buildup that starts to build up with this blue one you don't want to rake it out very much because you want that stiffness that it's really mm. it's treated with starch so you want that stiffness for your heavy cut so you just rake it out whenever it gets really bad but these ones, um, this one's a brand new one. Um, and then they also have uh, these ones that are called loose muslins and they're 40 ply. Let me get a wow. cleaner one. They're 40 ply and they're all just loose. Um, yeah. So you're almost like you're buttering some corn with that thing. You're just yeah. holding the block of <laughs> Yeah. Because see, the only, the only, um, like metal polish stuff that I kind of know is, you know, like the, uh, the Marine metal polish, which comes like in a little can, little tan and you rub your, rub your towel in there. And yep. kinda, yeah. Rub it out or, like the, Never um, yeah. Or, or like the, um, the Zephyr stuff, which is, mm. which is a liquid, it's, you shake it up and it's got a liquid to it yeah. and you, you put it on. So yeah, that's interesting. You get that big block of butter. Right. <laughs> Yes. so when you when you're using your, your different uh your, your different cutting pad the polishing pads does your does your speed change on the rotary like you say you saw that 3500 rpm so when you polish and you yep. go down you go slower so when you're cutting it's always 3500 and then when you're finishing it's like anywhere from 2200 down to 1400 it's pretty much uh depending on the aluminum uh so that you're not leaving any buffer trails behind um it's all dependent on your speed but i go at 1800 usually that's pretty average uh 3500 to cut 1800 to finish huh no i was just like it's crazy again i don't know anything about it so it's like interesting oh yeah like like, now 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 i'm like man like maybe i want to maybe i want to Give uh, us a no. try. I mean, I don't nope. want to do, I, I sure it, do it, but like, you know, try, I'd be yeah, interest- one will. I'd be interested to give it a try. Of, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking of uh, having like a few of my friends because I'm friends with like quite a few of the other local detailers and literally have like four wheels just laid on the ground and have and just have, be like, go to town, see who can do yeah. it fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Why the hell not, man? Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you usually charge for like you know polishing wheels and tanks and whatnot? Wheels are eighty, pretty much eighty bucks, uh, anywhere from seventy to a hundred bucks depending on the condition. So, on on the trucks that I do um, in Montana, we're we're called the big weight state. So a lot of trucks you see are going to have four axles. So right. there's eight wheels right off the bat that you're going to have to polish, like on. Both of these trucks, four axles. Um, so usually what I charge standard is 80 bucks a wheel. And uh, then for the tanks, I charge $1.25 per gallon, whatever the gallon is. And it, it, hold, it tells you right on the tank what it holds. And uh, you can, yeah, that's pretty much what I charge. Do you got to, how do you take those damn wheels off of that thing? Uh, you don't. I polish them on the truck. Really? Yeah, so a lot of guys uh, will take them off now. If you have a one-inch impact and a bigger compressor, which is all additional expense, of course, um, mm-hmm. those impacts are like a 1000 bucks. And then if you need an air compressor to run it, it's like two grand. Is, but, it, is uh, it harder to do it while they're on the truck? I learned the old school way. Uh, the old school way was like always on the truck. And then mm-hmm. now people will take them off. But like Colby, Kaliva, and Marcus, they taught me like the old school way. Just do it on the truck, dude. Just do it on the truck. That's what they yeah. always tell me. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really hard at first to do it on the truck stationary. 
but I invested in a 20 ton. I was going to walk and show you a 20 ton jack. So I jack up one each individual wheel. I'll jack it up and then I can spin them. And uh, when now that they can spin, I can keep the buffer, you know, at the bottom and right. uh, equal shine all the way around. So it's not that hard to do it on the truck. Um, some people still refuse. They say you got to take it off. And I am going to be taking them off. I, I am going to be investing in the stuff to do that just because uh, you can get around the lug nuts on the w rear wheels a little better and you can just do a little bit better when they're off. Um, but um, everything's so backordered. I tried to buy the Milwaukee one inch impact and they told me six weeks and then they tell me it's forever. I don't even know when I'm going to get it. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So right now I'm just doing them on the truck. The front wheels, I'll just show you real quick. I'll just explain it real quick. Um, the front wheels aren't so bad to do it on the truck because you can go around the lug nuts pretty good mm -hmm. with the buffer wheel. You can fit it in here um, and get everything on a front wheel. And um, they call these a lift axle and you can get that good. But these back ones, you can't fit your buffer in here yeah, at all. Right. So what I do is I polish up against the lug nuts. And most of the time they have a cover that goes over all of that mm -hmm. and it covers it up anyway. So it doesn't really matter, but that's the thing that I would like to invest in that impact to take them off. But the one thing, if you're taking off wheels, you're just like a tire shop at that point, you're assuming yeah. liability. Yeah. You got to make sure they're torqued. And if a, if a truck leaves here and a wheel comes off and you just paused it uh, and it, if it comes off, you're, you better hope it doesn't hurt someone. Gen KO is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease, and grime. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready-to-use product was produced. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com contact your local IGL distributor or installer and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix. You need one of those things that I see on Facebook where they like, it's the machine that goes inside the wheel and then just spins oh, around. Oh yeah, the Aussie shine? Yeah. yeah. So that thing is good <laughs> the, for- What? you never seen Aussie that? Shine. No. Oh, it's cool. Was and it like the F11 of fucking metal polish? No, no, it's it's like this <laughs> it's like this machine. It's got like like five or six different arms with pads on it, and you and you put the the stuff on each pad, and then it goes inside the wheel, and then just spins around and polishes oh. the wheel out. All right, yeah. So it will do it like okay. It'll do it. I call it that sixty mile an hour shine. It'll yeah. look like <laughs> fifty miles an hour, but uh. Or like to maintain, if you have like a ton of trucks, like a hundred semis, and you're just trying to keep some shine on them and keep yeah. that oxidation off. Um, but like what these got, like a lot of my clients are looking for is that show shine. Yeah. And you just can't obtain that with those machines. Um, but what I was going to show you is, to explain is they got these uh, big covers that go on here. So, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Up. And so that the lug nuts are pretty unnecessary on the back wheels anyway, but that's cool. So you're so if you start taking wheels off, it will you do the outside wheel and the inside wheel, or is it just the outside wheel that they care about? On everyday work trucks, like I'm doing, it's just the outsides. On show trucks, they will do the insides. Like uh that's another thing. Now, if you, that's another thing. If you really wanted to uh, learn metal polishing, uh, you could be mobile. Like I could go wherever I, yeah. I could go to Florida tomorrow and I could be busy as heck um, because there's really not too many good polishes. So when you learn it and you get good at it, if that's something that you want to do, um, I could go to California, Florida, Texas. I could go so many different places. And polish on just show trucks because there is actually in the summer there is actually circuit of show trucks like they're all over down south nowhere near where I live but uh, 
these guys mid-american trucking show there's some huge shows and i never really even knew that there's this much in the trucking world but yeah. um uh yeah and those show trucks they'll polish the inside wheels they'll polish in the holes they'll polish everything wow as perfect Damn. as they can yeah <laughs> yeah so is 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 metal polishing expensive to get into like first at first it would take you about 600 bucks to get what you need to get that's not that's terrible. Not too bad. Yeah. No, not at all. You can make it on the first job, though. That, exactly. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper than starting a detailing business. That's for right. sure. Well, there's, there's people that will argue that, like, you could go to Walmart and buy uh, this whole bucket a, for twenty-five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. That's so true. I guess yeah. you need the a buffer, which you could get anything that goes variable speed up to thirty-five hundred rotary buffer. You could go to Harbor Freight and get a hundred-dollar one, but. I use the DeWalt's. They're like 200 bucks, and uh, the DeWalt DWP849. And uh, so that's like 200 bucks. And then the starter kit from Sick Rigs is 289 bucks shipped to your door. And then you need a sander, and you can get one from Harbor Bray for 39 bucks. And then a, a little bit of sandpaper. Yeah, 500 bucks, 550. Um, but now I have like, five DeWalt grinders and two sanders and i have like <laughs> yeah you know like you can go crazy with it too um i wanted to ask you on those on the pads that you use um like how long do those typically last or or you know mm -hmm. how many how many jobs can you get out of them i mean are they you know because since you're using the outside edge do they do they wear down and become smaller or do they just yes. like okay yep so they wear down and you can use them all the way down. Um, like I save them for the smaller areas Oh, okay. Um, and they wear down. Um, it depends on what you're doing on wheels. Um, it, it depends on the truck on, on, if I want, you know, a really nice finish when I'm done, I will use one wheel for all the wheels, usually eight wheels. And I will, I could do at least two, three trucks probably on one wheel. Um, oh, okay. Wheels, they last quite a long time, especially if you don't rake them out so, so much. Um, but on steps, if you're doing Peterbilt steps or Kenworth steps, one step is pretty much going to go through one wheel. Like you're yeah, because they, they have like those, it's almost like a cheese grater. Cheese well, no, grater, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the diamond plate, it's the cheese grater for the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it will, but see it, the downplate there too. That's what yeah, I was referring to. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. It just tears through them so fast, and uh, so I'll usually use uh, one wheel on those. But wheels, it doesn't really use much of the wheel. Tanks, it doesn't use that much of your buffing wheel. Right. Um, I would say overall, it's pretty cost effective once you get the stuff. Um, mm. Like I have, uh, I'll show you. I have stacks of stuff because. I live in Montana, so when I order stuff, it's not like, oh, I can get it tomorrow. Yeah. No, especially yeah. in the winter time, like uh, what we just came through, it, we were still getting snow. You can still see snow in the mountains, uh, but um, so I get shipping delays all the time through the winter, so I just keep myself stocked up plenty. Yeah. Now, now those the center of those, um, I guess that's like a. Do you have to? like screw them on or, or do they yeah. fit over or, I mean, is it an easy so, process to switch them out or do you, with your multiple buffers, do you have like one set up with your cut pad on it? One set up yes, with your polish that's pad. So multiple buffers because uh, even though I'll show you how quick it is, it is really easy to, okay. um, you just hit the brake on the back yeah. and then you can just pull it back and, okay. and they come apart. Gotcha. So you you have this the bottom flange and it goes right on your right on your rotary and then there's a flap on these on these wheels and you got to look at the flap to make sure it's going to go with the direction of the wheel okay because if you have it this way and it spins it's going to catch that flap gotcha and it can come undone on you so you go the direction of that. 
And then right back on. We grab the brake. Sorry. Grab no, the brake. And then, yeah, and then you just get it hand tight. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So it doesn't take too long, but it's it's obviously better just to have multiple machines set up. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you're going through, it's like you already have so much that you have to do. It's like the least amount of stops that you can do, the better. Right. Yeah. So do you get slow in the wintertime or is it just still like a steady thing? Because I mean, it's obviously oh. different than auto detailing. So, yeah, you know, I people who have auto detailing shops winter. get slow in the winter. Yeah, I just went through my first winter as a business, and that was my biggest fear for the last four years. Because I live in Montana, and we have winter. Like, yeah. we don't. We have winter. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so I was like, for the last four years, I've been like, uh, can I do this? I'm like, what's gonna happen in the winter time? And uh, you know, my mom was honestly like, I don't know. That's how are you going to get through the winter time so that's what kind of held me back for the last four years and uh i was like i don't care i'm gonna do it this that last uh last spring may I, i'm doing it so i did it and uh this winter it did not seem like winter i had zero slowdown and i stayed just as busy <laughs> i seriously did and uh i had rig after rig after rig after rig and right now like right now i am booked until july 2nd like i cannot get any rigs any more rigs wow. in. i am booked straight out oh man can somebody turn that down hey i wanted to tell you how the detailers roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on google the whole process from start to finish was a breeze and the detailers roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development. And with the detailers roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. And I would think that winter wouldn't really slow you down too much just because of your situation, because you have the two dealerships. I mean, they're all always going to be selling. Absolutely. So Yeah, that's what I was gonna to touch on too. They're always selling in yeah. a normal circumstance. If you didn't have the dealers, it would probably be a little slow because yeah. when these guys are trucking into snow, they are not getting polished. It would be a waste of their money. Um, a lot of these guys will get polished right before winter and they will get polished coming After. out of winter time yeah. to get all that, all that de-icer and stuff off the rigs. And then the guys that go to shows, you might get, Cause you know, with auto detailing, you think, uh, well, what's a customer worth to me is, is, uh, if they come in, they get an interior, uh, they're worth 200 bucks a year. And if they <clears throat> only come to me once a year, that customer's worth 200 bucks a year. So sometimes some of these truckers will get polished twice a year. Some of these truckers will get polished four times a year, five times a year if they're going to shows. No. Um, and they, cause they want to keep that truck nice. And then some guys just take, uh, you know, they want it to be, looking like polished all the time super yeah. polished jason i i just have to ask you i mean i was a little triggered when he when he was talking about how he has winter up there like we don't have it you know 60 degrees down here we're wearing ho hoodies and stuff yeah, I mean, don't even try to get the listen don't get don't try to put me on this florida band i dude i'm from boston we have one or two motherfucker listen montana i'm from boston because like I don't know. I remember uh, a few months back, you were like, it's fucking cold down here. Yeah, I, it is. Now, now that I'm acclimated yeah. to the Florida weather, I do get cold in 60 degree weather. I call myself a bitch because of it. I mean, no, I mean it, but, looks like, it looks like you're wearing a hoodie right now. And it's it was it, like, I'm wearing a Belichick hoodie, bro. Uh, it's, gotcha, yeah, because it's, yeah, yeah, it was cut. Yeah, it was like heated. That was like 97 so today. Yeah. I literally, we literally have a tractor here. To put for it, it doesn't have the. Oh, nice! So, will you put a, like a plow on it? It has a plow attachment right now. It's on the forklift, but yeah, yeah like because the way that my shop is facing, I'll, I'll turn it around. But the way the that snow will blow into the north. So sometimes, whenever I come in the morning after a snowstorm. There might be four or five feet of my door of snow. <laughs> I see some videos of it, me opening the shop door with like four feet of snow up it. 
but that's my, <laughs> yeah, yeah and i i still do auto detailing too i still run an auto detailing shop i have a crew i have two auto detailers that work for me um full time cool. and so they mm-hmm. still do the rig because i still have all those clients that i um have i've had to turn some you know refer some just because we can't handle everything yeah but um i still do the regular auto detailing stuff too that's awesome man heck yeah yeah so what what advice you you haven't even been doing it that long right you've only what three may 1st was i moved into this my shop may 1st of 2021 last year so like exactly a year 12 months i've been in the shop time like full-time detailing even the cars and stuff too yep nice may 1st um i guess like i quit my job detailing uh like late february and then um i was in my shop by may just because montana i was mobile for a little bit but montana it was just too hard and and we are still getting snowstorms in may here so it's um and then it rains a lot after that so when you're mobile you lose a lot of days and i couldn't lose a lot of days because i was that was a lot of that was the thing i had to do good doing this because i was making pretty good money doing what i was doing and then right after i quit my job detailing i found out that um you know that i was gonna have my first baby um and so I was like, I had to do good and I right. had to work hard every day. And uh, then just one thing, one thing after another, I never imagined last year I'd even have these rigs here. I was, uh, you know, gunning like all these other guys um, trying to do corrections and codings, corrections, codings, corrections, codings, trying to get a training to go do PPF. And then they call me and they, Peter Bill calls me and I'm doing rigs and I can make the same yeah i'm gonna work a little harder but i can make the same or more than doing corrections and coatings every day and that's the thing not everyone has the corrections and coatings every day so unless you have it every single day um like there is really good money in these rigs um and that's why i kind of was like instead of doing dirty car interiors every day why don't i just work really hard on rigs and uh i don't have to do the dirty car interiors anymore and uh and that's why I did the rigs. Nice. All right, that's Jason, ask, ask your question. Yeah. yeah. Since I cut mm-hmm. you off. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give a detailer who wants to add the metal polishing to their business? Start slow. Do not get in over your head. Do not take on an airstream. If you want to do it, find a will. Go into a deal. Go into a Peterbilt dealership. Go into a semi dealership um, or a wrecking yard. Go and ask them for a will. And they'll give you one. They'll give you one. And practice. And just practice. And when you feel like you're good at that will enough, then start. But I, you know, I've been, uh, um, I'm seeing it these last couple of months. People have asked me, hey, um, and I've helped guys out. But it's a struggle when you start out. And then they uh, don't set the expectation with their customer. And then they have a mad customer. And then they're tarnishing their reputation by getting into metabolism. And it's like, no 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 just start slow like practice first don't just like it would be like taking a rotary never working with a rotary and then handing some buddy a rotary and be like here go after it and you got to finish with this rotary too you're not getting no da you know and they they it would be hard yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so um start slow like start with the wheel and uh um then set the expectation just like you would auto detailing that hey i'm just getting into this i'm learning uh yeah but and i mean it's up to them to do the good work um but set the expectation and then uh the thing about these if you if an auto detailer does get into rigs they're a huge network they're a huge family so if you do a good job you will be known by so many people from day one if you do a bad job you will be known for that yeah. <laughs> by so many people. From well, not even on. not even the rigs, but I mean, even the the truck, the truck guys are the same way because you know, again, there's not a lot of metal polishers that are doing no. you know the wheels and the suspension pieces and the chrome bump, yeah. you know, the front bumpers or whatever. So yeah, I mean, 
it's it's definitely one of those you you it's a good network to get into have you ever yeah, gotten especially in florida like yeah, yeah. if i was down in florida i'd be polishing the heck out of those American yeah yeah boards. yeah Forgiados yeah <laughs> Have you ever had a truck come up with either a wheel or a tank or something on it that you're just like, ooh, I don't know how that's <laughs> going to come out? Like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was at Peterbilt, and uh, some of the times, like, when I'm just removing lettering, because not everything gets polished. I still – sometimes I just remove the lettering. Sometimes they just do an interior. Not everything gets polished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I was down there removing lettering because uh, they had like two, three trucks down there and I was removing lettering and they're like, go look at that Kenworth back there. See what you think of it. And then I went and looked. It was very rough. Like I could tell this thing was in the farm and that's all it had ever been is seeing fields. And uh, I said, I can just tell you one thing, Jens. I don't want to see it at my shop. <laughs> and then he's like, he said, no, that's the one we're bringing you next. Uh, so I did it. You know, I was like, I don't know, but those jobs for me were the best ones to learn, like yeah. to learn the sanding. And now I've done, I've done a few of those really bad ones and it, they're past me and I, and it has taught me so much like on every other rig moving forward. And, uh, yeah. And this, and at the end of the day, it's more beneficial. And metal's a little bit different than with working with paint, right? Because you can sand if it's all like corroded and, yeah you, you know, can rust, sand rust it up. yeah you can sand it sand it sand it you know to yeah. to bring it back 80 grit yeah yeah that's crazy sometimes 80 grit and up especially these trucks with really big front bumpers and other trucks i got right now i have one that just one left but they got those really big uh we call them moose bumpers or cow yeah, catcher cow catchers, but, yeah. um yeah they got really big ones and uh those ones alone, 500 bucks, at least 500 bucks. Wow. I've gotten to the point I was charging 350 for them. And now I hate them so much. I'm like, that's 500 bucks every day. I tell them that if they don't <laughs> break an eye, they're like, just do it. I'm like, okay, next time you come back, it's going to, I swear. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I was going to show you guys one more thing. Uh, I have with these local truckers to maintain their stuff. Uh -huh. I have got the sick rig product so oh, they nice. can all the hand polish stuff. They can maintain the rig in between. There's a little ceramic spray, you know, just like uh, all the other ceramic sprays. It's really good though. Um, and then, you know, the VPR so they can maintain the interior of the tires. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the regular spray wax. And um, I pretty much do glass parency on a lot of the uh, windshields because their windshields suck. Uh, their windshield wipers suck and glass prancy has been doing me a really good job on that no that's cool nice man he's got a whole look at that i know that's that's, that's so cool man yeah i hope everybody who's listening to this really listens to this and considers about like adding this to their services because it seems like it makes a lot of money and you're never yeah gonna be busy yeah and i yeah you know i don't i don't know how it's how it'll differ or whatever um, but if you, you know, heard the podcast with uh, Patterson the other night, you know, he's got um, metal polishing that he's coming out with O'Burke um, that uh, he doesn't know when, but it's next. It's <laughs> supposedly. So I'm kind of curious to see how that does, because, you know, I mean, obviously O'Burke and David and Chris are faves. Um you know, I it, it probably not going to be on the the same level as like the stuff you're using, but it'd be <laughs> probably good enough for you know. I, I think I an think amateur. Dave, well, I think Dave. You know, it's more for like the you know the, the exhaust tips. Yeah, wheel. wheels. Yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, but it would be. Yeah. It, it, I, but I'm pretty sure knowing Dave, you know, and what he puts into it, I'm sure it could probably handle you know a lot of the stuff you do. But I don't think it's that. Yeah. Big bar yeah i mean bar. i love the burke two-step like i love it on paint so yeah uh, that i use a lot of burke stuff on uh my paint yeah yeah i just i don't think it's going to be like that big bar of butter you got i think it's going to be more yeah. of a, yeah, of a liquid <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well where uh where can people find you white to like you know maybe facebook robinson they could just uh friend request me straight up um answer anytime 
I answer a lot of questions. Just like people have literally poured in so much free knowledge into me and put so much free time. I got to pay it back. So yeah. if someone's like really willing to uh, buy the stuff, like I say, I'm not just going to uh, sit here for eight hours and talk to someone that is looking to get into metapolishing and won't even buy the buffer. But um, if like someone just like me wants to really get into it, I, I will spend the time. Um, I really will. And some of these local drivers too, some of these local truck drivers have seen my work on Facebook and they polish their own truck and they're like, man, I've polished my own truck for a while, but I just cannot get it to look like that. Yeah. Can I come watch you? Can I literally come watch you just polish? I'm like, sure. Tell them. Sure. Before you know it, they come down, they watch me for an hour and then I book jobs like that. They're like, no, I'm just going to bring my truck to you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, you just do it. And, uh, or I've also sold buffing wheels, sold, you know, got guys set up so they can do their own stuff a little better, um, with higher quality products. And that's been cool too, working with sick rigs. They got me set up now um, with all the stuff that I need. I could set someone up if they wanted to do it. And nice. it, yeah, so some, if someone wanted to get into it, they could message me. I could set them up. I could send them everything that they would need. Nice. So I have to ask, so being that you're in Montana and the yeah. fact that you just oh God, no. started, <laughs> is are you a huge fan of the TV show? Is that why you? No, actually, no. I have been asked that. At first, I really didn't think of that at all. Um, before I started detailing last year, I had more free time. I honestly am really into fishing. And okay. uh, the Yellowstone River is right through Billings, out right through Montana. Everywhere you go, you're pretty yeah. much going to get the Yellowstone River. And I spent so much time on the Yellowstone River. And I live in Yellowstone County, um, in Billings, Montana, Yellowstone County. And so... It was just fitting for the local. And then they came out with the TV show Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you got to ask. I'm one of those guys. It is pretty good, though. <laughs> that show is pretty good. But, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's nothing like Montana at all. Uh, so so you're not like the meme of, of Leo DiCaprio, like when you see it on TV and you're like, damn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It is not like that at all. I, I fished that spot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the scenery. It is Montana. Like yeah. the scenery is yeah. is nailed, but like how the way of life is, it's not at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so you mean you guys aren't out there like murdering people and people, like yeah. Trying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is the one real part of it is is there's billionaire Californians trying to come and buy Montana ranches. Oh, and yeah. Big resorts here. Yeah. That's so that really yeah. That, that I could see. I, I could see that. Not just we're going to have, but have to get somebody from Ozark so we can ask him. So Alex yeah. can ask him if Ozark, <laughs> is it really like that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dude, finish. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else. You got any more, Jason? That was my closing. So, okay. uh, Wyatt, thank you for coming on, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I definitely learned something. Now, now I learned definitely. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I definitely anything, think. Uh, I, me up. Yeah, I definitely think just because of what you were showing us with your camera that I will um, release this one on YouTube tomorrow as well as yeah. on the podcast. So that way. So if you're listening to this and you want to go back and see Wyatt showing us all his stuff, you can go to the YouTube uh, channel. And, and if this you... is what you'll look like after a day of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Respirator or not, everyone tells me they see it. They're like, you need to wear a respirator. I'm like, I do all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have like the full face shield one too yeah. and everything? Full yeah. Face one. Yeah. Uh, it's got to the point now that I get black regardless. So I just wear the half face because the uh -huh. full face gets so hot. Yeah. I just wear the half face. Um, it's black and everything that needs to be blocked. But um, yeah, you, you're gonna get black regardless. So is it yeah. is it hard to wash off? No, honestly, okay. that's the thing. It's not hard. Uh -huh. um, I I just use a regular face wash. Don dish soap on your hands. A uh, regular face wash. But one time, this is funny. Uh, uh, this is really funny. One of my customers came to pick up a boat because I, sometimes I do boats and I did an oxidation removal on a boat and the guy's like, come have some beers with us, me and my brother. And these guys are ranchers. So 
I was like, okay. I went home. I washed my face, right? I scrubbed on my face. I didn't see. I had a little bit of black on my bottom eyeliner or my bottom eyelid. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there. We're drinking beer with these rancher guys. And then he looks over. He's like, I just have to ask, are you wearing makeup? And I was like, no. <laughs> I thought I washed my face. He's like, "Well, you, 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 you got a little black on your eyelid. Like the eyeliner." I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm sitting here the whole time in this restaurant, nice restaurant. Look, like I got eyeliner on my face. Jeez. All right, and we'll end it oh, there. <laughs> Thanks again, Wyatt. Thanks, yeah, Wyatt. Thank Appreciate you, guys it. you guys have a great night. Bye.